What's up guys, this is Taylor from Game Devs Quest. I just want to remind you guys that we have the up and coming OMG Jam 4 starting this Friday, June 29th. Head on over to bit.ly forward slash OMG Jam 4 to sign up. We have about 70 people signed up right now and hopefully we'll get a bunch of games made. After the jam's over, Rhett and I will be streaming those on Twitch, so keep an eye out for that as well. Looking forward to seeing what you guys make. What's up, guys? This is your good buddies, Rhett and Taylor, from Game Devs Quest for this week's podcast. What? <laughs> I'm Taylor. I'm Rhett. There we go. That wasn't that bad, was it? It no, was, it was all, my Taylor. own cheerful spin, and it felt more it was, natural. Yeah, it was kind of refreshing, man. You don't have yeah. to like copy me when you do it. You know? I know. You yeah. just do your own thing. Yeah. All right. Anyways. What's up, man? How you doing, Rhett? I'm doing all right. You know, yeah. Salem's still under uh, water drinking, uh, drinking water advisory. So um, yeah, heard about know. that. So are you worried about your water? Personally, no. Um, <laughs> I I mean, I'm not going out of my way to drink it. But the advisory is specifically for young children, elderly people, people with immune uh, immunodeficiencies, and yeah. pets, of course, because they're a little smaller. I mean, I survived the drinking water in Guatemala, my man, so yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I could just, like, chug this stuff by the gallon and be okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, no sense in um, exposing myself needlessly, so. I mean, I probably had a little bit of the water, but overall, just been drinking bottled water, so. What did they, like, what is in the water that? It's an bad? algae growth up in the reservoir, uh. and. And it, what's really funny about it is so many people are like, just filter the water. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't just filter the water. That doesn't work. It doesn't go through standard filtration. Boiling it doesn't work. In fact, it might even make it worse. Um, the way that they treat the water for this, and people are like, I'm not drinking, you know, chemically reclaimed water. It's not even chemically re reclaimed water. The water that you're going to get, the way that they are treating it is they are diluting the water. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way you can treat this type of algae uh, that can cause some, uh, like, bowel problems. You know, it yeah. gives you kind of similar symptoms to the stomach flu, like norovirus type thing. Um, Man, that would just fit kill you right in you... with my daily routine. <laughs> what? I said that would oh. just fit right in with my daily routine. Just <laughs> exacerbate the normal. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, they're just diluting the water, and that's what's making it safe to drink. But the advisory, they lifted it for like a weekend, and then it came back. I was like, no, sorry, we were wrong. It's going to be at least two more weeks. So I drank a ton of tap water in the meantime, but I'm seemingly fine. So Nice. Well, good, man. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're alive. Yeah, uh... you know? <laughs> I already have like a extremely resilient like gut flora anyways, I think. Uh... I, I don't. I, I don't. I think I'd be hit if I lived there. So, yeah, you might be. Never know. I mean, the advisory is specifically for like children under six, uh, elderly, immunocompromised, and pets. That's all it's for. Like people like you and me are supposedly fine as yeah. long as we're not like chugging gallons of this biz like at once, you know? <laughs> yeah. But 
Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, how do we do on our challenges this week, Rhett? <clears throat> Let's just get right into business. Your <laughs> your challenge was to, uh, mm. was it to complete the Click Team Fusion? Yeah, physics. I was tutorial? so busy last week. I didn't even get a chance to freaking hardly sit down at my computer. So uh, yeah. I failed. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. We'll we'll challenge you to it again next week. <laughs> you got it. You got what? Uh, a little more than two weeks before the OMG jam. So. Yeah, 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 and I am still planning to go through with uh, make my own game on Click Team. So sweet. Well, I succeeded. I watched Annihilation on Friday night. All right. Um. Yeah, that was. I'm I'm kind of mixed on it. I think that it is a type of movie that's more up my alley than most. It's uh, you know, kind of dark. It's kind of slow, not like insane amounts of action. But for me, it was uh, a little too horror. Like there's too many elements of horror that I didn't really need. And spoilers if anyone hasn't seen Annihilation. I think the overall premise was pretty cool. So like there's this basically like alien bubble kind of a thing that pops up on, mm-hmm. on this lighthouse and it just starts spreading. And it kind of makes like this force field. And they essentially find out that when you go in there like they've sent like all these people into the bubble basically i forget what they call it the shift is that right the shimmer the shimmer that's right the shimmer so they go into the shimmer and then like no one has ever returned but this lady's husband who was military went in and of course it's like top secret so she didn't know he went in um and he comes back one day and he's like super weird he ends up like talking with her and then all of a sudden like convulsing and like throwing up blood and uh, so they go, to, you know, to the emergency room, but the cops like pull them over and like, you know, all these top secret people like take them away. Anyways, the woman played by Natalie Portman ends up going into the shimmer with this other group of women uh, who are all scientists. Like normally they've sent men in who were armed forces people. And the idea is that none of that has worked. So let's see what scientists can come up with. And their plan is to make it to this lighthouse, which is where, like, the infection the epicenter started. is. Yeah, the epicenter. And so, obviously, like, all these really weird and disturbing things happen um, on their on their journey in. And the, the premise, like, that they figure out is basically that, like, uh, the shimmer starts kind of, like, morphing the DNA of, of species in that in the shimmer they start kind of like coalescing almost yeah which was cool i thought like uh this one woman under like compares it to a prism and like light going into the prism and then refracting Mm -hmm. which i thought was really neat um the ending was odd uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was a little odd but i liked i liked it for being odd i the parts i didn't like were the middle like on their journey when it was like them just going in and like one by one getting picked off basically it reminded me almost in a way of anaconda (laughs) you know like one of those you were i think you were probably right comparing it to the thing you know i'm sure it's probably similar Um, yeah it's quite similar (laughs) (laughs) but i didn't really like that whole I don't like those those movies necessarily where you're 
just waiting for each character to get picked off one by one and and each time you know like each time someone dies they kind of fall farther and farther into madness and there was like one scene in particular that i really didn't like i had to cover my eyes what scene the one where they go into that like abandoned building and there's like this drained pool like a swimming pool and they go down and then there's this guy like there's this thing on the wall which was a human and it like kind of like blew him up <sighs> but in like this weird yeah biology dude, that way. totally looked like uh anybody who's played like last of us it totally looked like a body in the last of us that just had like the spores growing from it it looked so badass I yeah that. so that like that in itself i was like wow that's brutal but then they end up seeing this video camera like this was the weird thing was that there was all these videos in the shimmer that showed like you know previous people that went in and of course it was like of her husband's little party that went in but they show that they show her husband basically standing with this guy and he takes a knife and like cuts his whole torso open and then there's like things inside of him that are like moving around and it was just too brutal for me. I didn't like that. I, I'm i not a big fan of gore. See, I was almost to the point where with that scene where I was like, oh, no. But then when they get him open and it's like clearly just, you know, something imagined, you know, made up. Like not in terms of what they're – not in terms of the characters but in terms of like real life. Yeah. I was going to be a little – you know, I, m- my threshold would have been if they cut him open and it's like – He's like, see, and it's just like normal human guts and they're just like going crazy. You know, yeah. I would have been like, OK, <laughs> like <laughs> that's past my point. But when he cuts them open, I was like, is this going to be bad? And then it turns out that, well, you know, it's it's a freaking thing inside of him or something, you know? Yeah. I don't like that idea of having something in my body that I can't, you know, that is another living being <laughs> or whatever. Um, well, you know, you do, though. Well, okay, I do. You're right. All the bacteria. But like one time on Survivor, like this lady got like a bug in her ear and it was like crawling around in her ear canal and they couldn't get it out. That really disturbed me. Uh, well, and you know, you live with cats. Um, so you have a 25% chance of having toxoplasia. What is that? It's a parasite that lives in your brain and alters your behavior and there's no cure. Oh, cool. And... <laughs> Yeah, actually, I guess technically, I guess actually the science probably would say that there's no um, correlation between owning a cat or not and having it. But I think it's like 25% of the world's population has it. But it comes from cats. It comes from their feces. Mm. So, you know, it would stand to reason that owning a cat increases your chances. But I'm not sure if they've ever, like, proven the correlation. Um, Nice. But, yeah, it's it's a parasite lives in your brain. And it's part of... Scientists are thinking it's part of the myth of the crazy cat lady. Um, oh, interesting. That, you know, that woman has toxoplasia and therefore is more likely to um, bring in more cats and things like that. It's a, it's a type of, in, in mice or rats maybe, the parasite alters their behavior to not be afraid of cats hmm. so that they go near cats, the cats can eat them, <laughs> and then the parasite spreads more in their feces right like wow that's pretty... yeah it's pretty interesting and it alters like i think it makes women more sexual and it makes men more aggressive nice <laughs> now or i'm gonna be like freaked out and like digging at my skull 
Yeah, get it out maybe. of me! Get it out of me! <laughs> maybe, man. I mean, I hope not, but yeah, that was so. Those types of things. It's like the vibe that this movie gives off until like the very end. The end scene is very odd, but in a way that I kind of enjoyed. Um, yeah, and they leave you not necessarily on a cliffhanger, but they don't answer all of your questions like yeah. directly, which I always enjoy. Um, and as with many movies. It was one of those ones where I felt like I needed to read about it and think about it. And yeah. so it's always fun. Um, th- so this is my favorite thing about watching a movie, especially one that leaves me feeling kind of off. Um, and I'm not sure whether or not I like it is that when you start dissecting the film and looking at like the different themes and all that kind of st- stuff, um, it just makes it that much more enjoyable. And you realize yeah. you almost realize that the movie itself is not about the movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of cool. So I did, I watched a couple videos um, that helped me think about that movie and it, it made me like it more, but I don't think I need to watch it again. I, it was too, too horror for me. So, well, anyways, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You think it was too horror for you. That's not, okay. That was pr- pretty tame, dog. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It had some pretty clear horror elements. I think we maybe yeah, argued absolutely. about this last week. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Well, because the IMDb says that it's horror, and I said that it's more science fiction. But truly, in terms of literature, horror and science fiction and fantasy are all three branches of the same tree. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a a good combination of sci-fi and horror. I think. Yeah. So. It is. And yeah, some of the imagery, like the effects are really cool. Like I really liked when they got to the pool and that body was like splayed open and there's like flowers growing from it and weird, not flowers, but like weird shapes and stuff growing out of it. Like I, I really love the imagery and all that. Yeah. The part that was probably the most uncomfortable was um, that creepy mother effing bear creature that was like, it would yeah. open its mouth to roar and it's like, please help me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh God, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty creepy. But the idea behind that was pretty neat in that yeah. as as the person that the bear murdered died, like her DNA started kind of becoming part of the bear. At least that's yeah. what they were like theorizing, which is kind of an interesting idea because in the shimmer, like things are shifting all the time. And like you can see that. So Natalie Portman like looks at her blood under the microscope and you can see like that it's it's also kind of shifting and shimmering you know but nice yeah i don't know if you guys like sci-fi and horror you'd probably really enjoy this movie um i i won't say that i loved it but i won't say that i hate it and it definitely if you start reading into it, it has some interesting themes so that was my challenge that i succeeded <laughs> uh what other updates we got um rub it in you little piece of no i'm kidding i know sorry I'm... that was way delayed <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one thing that I did, which was really satisfying, I talked to you about this a little bit yesterday, was for whatever reason, Allie and I like had this huge urge to just go through all of our stuff, like all of our physical things in our apartment. And we got rid of literally a carload of things, which felt so good. Um, got rid of all kinds of books I've just been hanging on to that I don't need. Got rid of tons of clothes. 
my electronics like basket like i'm sure everyone listening has like a bunch like maybe it's a drawer or a box or whatever it's just filled with electronics i got rid of almost all of it i would say like 90 percent. i have only cables that i'll use i have several like external hard drives and then the other thing is that i'm get getting rid of all of my cds which feels good and passing on a lot of them to red <laughs> yep uh they're good cds I, it's hard for me to get rid of them but i just don't really i don't need them anymore so i might yeah. as well give them to someone to who would use them yeah i mean truth be told i'm gonna go through them and check the ones that i don't want but <laughs> yeah well but i listen to cds a lot like in my car and yeah. stuff still you know i, I mean a lot of times I'm listening to podcasts or music from my phone or an MP3 player or whatever, but yeah. there's a lot of times where I'm driving and it's just like, oh man, you know, it'd be cool that CD right now or something, yeah. or just like having some, you know, like a CD is kind of like a, like a curated playlist. So right. it's like nice to be able to just like go through albums sometimes. Yeah. I am kind of disappointed because I looked up how like you can recycle CDs and you pretty much can't. <laughs> Um, like the material that they're made out of, you can't just put in curbside recycling. You have to go to like special facilities to do it. Yeah. Well, you could have went to a special facility. Well, I haven't, I haven't chucked them yet. I'm calling a place later today. We have, we have our car loaded up right now with stuff and we're going to try and try and sell some of the stuff that we can, like the old books. We're going to go to a bookstore, try and get rid of them. And then, uh, you know, um, I don't know if you guys like up here in Salem, we have the um, Humane Society thrift store, you know, which is like the, the, they, it's like the Humane Society's version of Goodwill. They take and stuff, sell it, and it helps fund the Humane Society. Anyways, here in Salem, one of their biggest draws is books. So I generally always take my books there. Oh, that's cool. Cause they churn through them like, like crazy. Yeah. We, I guess we haven't like mapped out our trip yet today. We have a bunch of places we're going to go though. So, um, we'll end up donating everything that we can't, can't sell. But, um, the other thing is that we're going to an electronics recycling place, which will be cool. Nice. We got one in Eugene that is pretty good. You know, you could step up your own e-cycling game too and look up videos on how to harvest gold from electronics. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You know, they say it's, it's actually cheaper, uh, than mining gold anymore. Really? (laughs) Like, yeah, you get more like return on your efforts than you would for mining (laughs) that's funny yeah i i like that idea i think it's good that people do that i just don't want to store it anyways yeah man we spent we started working yesterday at four and we didn't finish until 11 p.m nice (laughs) so it just felt really good to clean like we literally went through every drawer in our house um you know every cupboard and got rid of so much stuff and like we realized that my parents gave me a Nutribullet that hadn't been opened and we didn't, we kind of forgot that we had it. And so we, we have this juicer and a blender that we've had for quite a few years that are starting to break down pretty well. And so we're just like, you know what, let's get rid of both of those giant things and just use that unopened Nutribullet, <laughs> you know? Yeah, dude. And the Nutribullet's so. legit too. You can grind your own coffee with it. It's really oh, that's good a good idea. That. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be cool. I'm excited. I'm excited to just like clean things up and get rid of what I don't need, you know? Yeah, man. So I, anybody who listens, like remembers on my list, um, I, you know, 
<clears throat> remembers my list with Jesus, Rhett, get your mind in the game. Um, you know, at the beginning of every year, I do like my hundred things to do list. And I think I talked about it several times on the podcast. Like the, one of them was to get rid of a bunch of stuff. And I think even specifically there, a couple of them was like, get rid of 50% of my clothes. Oh um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude doing that. It's just like made a huge difference. Um, even, you know, and then of course, like now I've, I've upsized houses. So it's like, I'm kind of, there's like a few things I'm starting to accrue again, which just annoys me. But <laughs> you know, like when we moved and everything, it just feels so good to get rid of stuff. Yeah. Know? And yeah, especially huge... the whole clothes thing. Cause I already spent, like, I already feel like I spend way too much time choosing what to wear every day. Um, so like part of, it, part of all that, <laughs> getting rid of lots of clothes and then buying more, um, duplicates of things so that I just have an outfit that I like and I can just wear it like every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's, it's, I got to go do that with pants here pretty soon. Cause my, my last two pairs of jeans that I go back and forth are like starting to have holes and stuff in the crotch and other right. places that I, you know, and I could repair it and all this sort of stuff, but it's not like they're the highest quality material anyways. So yeah, that's, I found two pants that I'm going to try and uh, they have, one of them has holes in the pockets. The other one has a um, leg that like the hem broke off on or whatever. Mm. So I'm going to try and fix those. But yeah, I was like, I wear white shirts constantly, like the Hanes ones. Yeah. And I went through a lot of them last night and I'm like, I like all of these. How do I decide which ones to get rid of? And Allie is like, well, look at the armpits and see, <laughs> see if they're stained. And like all of them are slightly stained. <laughs> Well, that's where bleach and, comes in, dog. Well, yeah, I, I asked her. I was like, well, have you bleached them? She's like, yeah, I tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> oh, yes, it does, dude. I had some that were, like, blackened with armpit stains. And I took, like, a little dish uh, bucket, basically, and filled it up with hot water, put some bleach in there, and I soaked it for 10 minutes and then rinsed it for 10 minutes and then washed them, and they were fine. Uh-huh. Like, no stains whatsoever. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll try it again, but I don't. I don't know that I care enough to do that. Um, no, throw but, them away and get some new ones, dog. Well, no, <laughs> that's the Go thing. to Costco. We try to eliminate waste, man. Um, well, cut them up into dish rags, man. Yeah. Well, so anyways, I I went through all of them, and I had like this pile that I was going to get rid of, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to try all of them on, and I tried all of them on, and there was only one that like didn't fit very well, <laughs> so I ended up only getting rid of one white shirt, <laughs> but... What uh, what were you gonna do with the white shirt if not just throw them away? Like if you're gonna like just not use them? Like what what would be your? Well, yeah, you, know, you can't. You can't like, really do any. You're not gonna donate some like used <laughs> dirty underwear or whatever. So it's kind of right. the same type of thing. It's basically an undershirt. But right. yeah, I it's not that it's not that I would recycle those or whatever. It's that you try to get the most use out of them. So like if I think that they're comfortable and all I'm going to do is like wear them to bed or work out in like, right. They're going to, they're going to last for a while longer, you know, but I did go through and like get rid of some socks that had holes in them and some underwear that had holes in them and stuff. It's like, well, yeah, those, I guess I, if they're a break, if their material is breaking down and they have holes, like, I guess it's probably time to get some new ones, but yeah Um, i don't know if i mentioned this last time but a a really fun kind of resource to look at on reddit is the subreddit uh, buy it for life oh cool uh, yeah you know people just share their recommendations on things that they bought that appear to be high quality and have like stood the test of time nice um one of the things that i got from there was just like throwing out all of my old cotton socks and now i only buy wool socks and uh 
Dude, they're way more comfortable and they're way th- like they're way thicker and they're gonna last way longer. Like right. already, I've noticed a, just a huge difference because like I go through socks a lot because I'm on my feet a lot. So yeah, it's like you know, uh, wear a pair of socks ten times and then there's freaking holes in them or something <laughs> already. You know, so I upgraded to the wolf ones. And dude, I buy a lot. Like I have all the same pairs of underwear now. I've got like a dozen pairs of the same underwear and then i've got like 10 pairs of the same white shirts i bought them from costco dude they're really high quality like thick material it feels like so um so i got rid of all my holy underwear all my holy socks and holy undershirts and it's like don't even have to think about it anymore man holy 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 (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude all those holy holy garments anyways blessed be the fruit yeah, <laughs> of the loom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, well, hey, while we're on the topic, uh, I found another cool charity um, called the Ocean Foundation. That's all about, you know, restoring our oceans and and fighting legal battles and things like that um, to make our oceans cleaner and protect them against uh, companies that do bad things. Um, but I wanted to mention that they have something cool on their website and. I don't know if many people care about this, but I do. Um, you know, being the liberal guy who lives in Eugene. Uh, <laughs> the liberal guy that lives in one of the liberalist places on the planet. Yeah. Um, so the Ocean Foundation has this this thing called Seagrass Grow. And if you go to their website and click on that, they have a calculator that allows you to offset your carbon footprint. So basically you go in and you pick a category, like if it's a trip, a household, or business. And like, for instance, I put in um, an estimate for how, how much travel we did when we went to Japan. Mm-hmm. And then it gives you a recommendation on, first of all, they give you how many tons of CO2 you produced basically doing that. And then it gives you a recommendation of how much seagrass to sponsor. And what they do is they'll um, plant enough seagrass to offset your carbon emissions. So like our trip to Japan said that it was going to take, this is crazy, said that it was going to take like 3,000 square miles or something like that. And you you pay 80 some dollars and then they go out and plant that for you to offset your carbon footprint, which I thought was kind of neat. Um, you know, then anytime you go on a trip, you can kind of make up for all the waste that you, you know, produce traveling by going to this little place and they'll plant the seagrass. I guess seagrass nice. is like really good at um, cleaning up the ocean and also just sucking up CO2. Sweet. So, yeah. Well, and now, of course, the new science coming out of uh, whatever university is, I can't remember for the life of me, is saying that uh, they have dramatically reduced the cost of uh harvesting co2 from the air oh i saw this yeah they had they're even revolutionizing ways to turn it into fuel and mm-hmm. all these things uh they lowered the cost of removing one ton of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere from god i can't remember how much but it's down to between 100 to 200 dollars essentially yeah i i saw that same thing they have like these giant like almost turbine kind of things or like they look yeah. like fans and it like sucks the co2 out of the air and yeah. then it takes that and makes it into fuel that you can put in like cars and stuff yeah it's pretty, pretty cool, wild man. yeah um yeah man that's interesting 
Oh, I, I overestimated the amount of... Oh, it's square meters, not miles of seagrass. I was, was going like, to say... I was like, miles? I, I guess I mistaked M for miles. I think it was 300 square meters of seagrass, which makes more not, sense. Or th- That's not too bad. Yeah, or 3,000 maybe. I don't know. Anyways, it's cool. You, you guys can check it out. Go to oceanfdn.org forward slash calculator. Um, it's pretty neat if you're into that thing, which you should be, but... <laughs> hey guys quick note on the ocean foundation if you go to that website oceanfdn.org forward slash calculator you'll end up running to a website that tries to give you malware Um, that's the exact website but if you don't use https it doesn't bring you to the correct site so if you do want to check out the website to offset your carbon emissions um, just google for the ocean foundation if you click on the official site and go to the seagrass grow section, you'll get that that carbon footprint calculator. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case anyone went there and got some really sketch, sketchy stuff happening. I got that when I tried to verify the link for the show notes. So stay safe out there, guys. Um, what else? That, that was pretty much it for like updates. Yeah. Um, we taught, well, also we didn't talk about net neutrality, which went bye-bye today bastards and uh fcc chairman uh g pie or whatever his name is mm-hmm. um came out and openly stated that he believes that uh users will now be able to get um cheaper faster internet but of course he uh also lied about all the ddos attacks um and is being confronted with a bunch of his lies that have come to light in the last few weeks so uh, take everything he says uh, positively about the repeal of net neutrality with a grain of salt. Yep. Yeah, the Senate um, voted and passed, right? Something that will that was supposed to overturn the ruling. And then yeah. it, now it lies in the House, which hasn't voted. Yeah, um, it's been stalled. So, I mean, there's a chance, I guess, right, that it that it will be reinstated. But I... I see that a bunch of uh states are putting in their own set rules but which was yeah. interesting because montana was the first state to do it <laughs> well think about where they are man like they need the internet yeah like they're pretty geographically isolated from you know populous usa places and uh, montana wyoming those types of places like if you want to run a large business like you need the internet to do it otherwise you know like you're just going to be doing it locally mm-hmm. and you're really small towns. Like, so yeah, yeah, that makes sense, man. Yeah. West coast is pretty well covered with their own laws. Did um, Oregon put something into place? They put a couple things, but they haven't done anything as extensive as California has done. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I imagine that as time goes on, like we'll see some more, like they basically have, they passed some things, uh, specifically handling like who the government will do business with that's right yeah which you know is already not that i mean it represents a large slice of business but it's not the companies that need to be reminded um but there's a couple other things in the works i think but again nothing as extensive as california honestly to me it would just make sense if they just adopted what california wrote and uh passed that 
I mean, at this point, as far as net neutrality is concerned, the like really sad part about it is like I guess at this point I don't care about the country. I just want like where I have to have <laughs> free and equal access to the internet without bias. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. Like reading a bunch of the books we've read in the awesome book club. I yeah, I feel that way totally. Like there's so many parts of the country that just don't believe in anything I believe in, and so you know what. I guess uh, let's just make where I live great, and then you guys can have your own like weird. <laughs> play. I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, dude. I'm kind of thinking the same thing. It's like I guess at this point, like do your own thing over there. But like, here's how I think a lot of us over here want it done. So right. don't stand in our way. Well, so I I started. I haven't finished this episode, but um, Dan Carlin just recently put out another episode of Common Sense, and he was basically saying that like he feels like he can't add anything to the conversation lately because things change so often. You don't actually know it's true, but Mm -hmm. he thinks that the level of conversation that we're having is like super dysfunctional and actually like helping us ramp up to a point where it's possible that we could do some kind of like cold war civil war, you know what I mean? Which is scary and interesting and I well, don't I've always think thought, that it's far wrong. Yeah, I, I've kind of thought that the direction it's heading, I we could see like a total civil war thing, but I don't think we're going to see like combat. You know, it's going right. to be like, it's going to be a lot of political maneuvering and flexing. Mm-hmm. And well, the thing that's just crazy about it to me is that if that were the case, if that was the case, it's pretty much divided by political affiliation. Yeah. So it's yeah. not even. <laughs> It's not even like geography necessarily. It's like these <laughs> these factions, you know, within yeah. within the U.S. are gonna break off and like, yeah. you know, it's weird. I I hate our political system. <laughs> yeah, it's garbage. We need more than two parties, man. I know. It's it's wild that we haven't got there yet. And I don't know. I, I'm just always I'm always floored by. Every day I wake up and I read the news and I read the headlines and everything and I'm just I'm just floored by the level of like normativity that we've that we've attached to like what's going on. Yeah. It's it's so weird. We're just like this is okay. And then you can go back and like look at the posts you made on Facebook concerning like other political things in the past, mm-hmm. like over the last like 10 years or however long you've been on Facebook, and it's like holy cow. Remember when people were outraged about this thing? And now we're like things that are 10 times worse are happening and people are just okay with it. Yeah. It's like an endurance race, you know? Like I think people are just kind of coming to accept the fact that there's like not much that can be done. Yeah. You know, and it's like this last week's votes were like pretty disappointing. I mean, I know that there were some good victories, but if it's going to be representative of this midterm, like just fuck right off with politics forever in my opinion so yeah uh, i um i think that yeah everyone is so tired of this like at your throat politics and and stuff that's just complete bs that yeah. everyone is becoming numb and indifferent which reminds me of that quote that i'm not gonna be able to remember exactly in that last book we read from martin luther king jr that was basically just saying like the biggest enemy here is indifference because that's yeah you know that's when they're gonna get you yeah absolutely um, man and we're all falling into that i mean this week 
I was saying before the podcast that I was proud that I didn't watch anything political because, you know, I normally get really wrapped up in it. And I don't, I didn't watch a single video on politics this last week. I only, like on my lunches, I only watched game dev videos, which was great. I felt productive about myself. But also at the same time, when we're talking about this grand scale, maybe not, like you can't just completely get out of it. If, yeah, if you, you can't hide for sure. You know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then tonight, of course, of although uh, it will be seven days ago to everybody listening. Actually, maybe even more. Could be two weeks ago. But tonight is the night that the Trump and Kim Jong-un uh, summit is happening in Singapore. So have fun with that one. Uh, several years ago, Sean Hannity said that Obama meeting with Kim Jong-un is a disgrace and shows his weak foreign policy position. Um, and now he's saying that Donald Trump deserves the Nobel Peace Prize. So um, we've got short memories. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to... That guy. I don't want to talk about him. He's not worth talking about. You are Uh, absolutely correct. (laughs) I think, which brings us to the other fun news bits that's been going on this week. E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo. Yes, you heard me. The Electronic, or whatever (laughs) I said. So E3 has been going on. I have not followed it at all. However, uh, you can't help but see the headlines when you're glossing through to get uh, on your way to really angry <laughs> and <laughs> yep. uh, two, uh, one big announcement that I saw that uh, my secret weapon is uh, super stoked on um, Elder Scrolls 6 they released a teaser that literally was like a helicopter shot of something and then it said Elder Scrolls 6 that was it <laughs> it was pretty disappointing I gotta say <laughs> yeah I and then they had another it, one yeah. that was like a it was like a minute long uh, tra- teaser for another new IP, their first new intellectual property in a long, 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 long time, and it's called something like uh, Star Wars. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Weird, right? You got me. Um, <laughs> damn it! What was it? Um, Bethesda. Let me just Google it. Bethesda. Oh, Starfield. Hmm. Starfield. Um, honestly, I love space games. I love science fiction. It looks pretty cool. It is a their announcement calls it a spacefaring RPG, hmm. um, which looks pretty dope. Nice. Um, but the teaser shows literally nothing. So do with <laughs> it what you will. But the idea seems fun. Yeah. The other one I heard about was uh, the mobile Elder Scrolls game. Did you hear about that? Mm-mm. Uh, Elder Scrolls, it's called like Elder Scrolls Blades or something. Yeah, Elder Scrolls Blades. Oh, you know what's weird, dude? They tried to make a mobile game. Like, you remember the Nokia Sidekick? Yeah. They made an Elder Scrolls game for that. Really? So, like, when I was in seventh or eighth grade. <laughs> well, this one. I mean, I'm not stoked about the idea of the Elder Scrolls being on mobile. Like, all like I tried playing PUBG on mobile when that came out. Oh my god! Can you think of a worse way to spend your time? It was so bad. 
and so this makes me skeptical, though I did watch a little bit of a video on it, and like the graphics look really impressive. Um, it's, Do they? I mean, well, for mobile, I thought it looked a lot like Skyrim to me. I just don't like if you're gonna play that on mobile, why you're gonna need a controller? I would think. Like, how can you get it done by doing the little double stick things on your screen? I hate those controls. I don't know about you. Yeah, I've well, I've never been a fan of mobile gaming in general um, because mobile games in general just like never meet my criteria for like what I want. Right. Uh, I guess when I say mobile gaming, uh, I don't mean handheld. I mean, I, I mean you know smartphones. Yeah. yeah. So uh, because like I play the shit out of my Game Boy Advance still, you know because. Right. Because I can play Pokemon or I can play Final Fantasy Tactics well, or Final Fantasy VI. Those are still like, Nintendo, you know? Right. It, but was, as far as mobile game, I've just never got the same satisfaction out of it. I yeah. stick to easy puzzle games. Yep. And, you know, I mean, if there's something that has some sort of progression, that's what I prefer. However, there's been very few games that get me the level of progression and... Um, persistence that I want. Like, I think the one that I've played in the past, like, few years that really got me was, um, you know, what was that one I, I was talking about? Um, Dragon the, Pass or whatever. Oh, yeah. And that I was trying to get you to play for a long time. Uh, King play. of Dragon Pass. Anyways, yeah, that's a freaking port from a PC game. So, like, go figure <laughs> why I ended up liking it. Right. But yeah. other than that, it's like Mini Metro. Right. You know? I like the little games that, you know, I mean, most people, when they're going to play a game on their phone, they're not going to sit down and play on their phone for hours. They're going to play for, like, five minutes and be done, you know? Yeah. You know, they want to get on. They want to complete a level. They want to do a little puzzle, whatever, when they're on the bus or in line for something, and they would be good. Yeah. They don't want to play, like, an epic adventure that's going to drain your battery life in, like, 20 minutes, you know? Right. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, you know, if they had a simple game that I could play that, like, wouldn't be super intensive on my system and that I could enjoy on and off like i would probably play mobile games more but they don't have anything like that like they make little games that have persistence in the progression and stuff but then they just have the flashiest graphics and everything and yeah, yeah it drains your battery super quick i'm just not into that so yep um, well with all that being said it looks like the game's free so for I'm, now, yeah i'm gonna try it see what it's like when it comes out i mean I, my phone's getting kind of old i have the nexus 6p um I don't know if it's going to be able to handle it, to be honest, but I'll give it a try. Um, that was really all I saw from E3. I don't typically pay attention a lot to these, mostly, I think, because I never buy the latest games anyways. And also, a lot of the um, AAA games, I just stopped caring about for the most part. I mean, granted, I'll I'll get an Elder Scrolls game and that sort of thing, but I don't know. Yeah, AAA is pretty disappointing, but yeah, and this whole Blades thing, like, the one aspect that looks pretty interesting is, like, that they have, um, like, a town building mode, mm -hmm. which I always, I always enjoy that kind of, like, management style stuff, but, yeah, you know, <laughs> as far as, like, an actual Elder Scrolls game, dude, like, I want to play that on my PC. Mm-hmm, me too. Or my console, I guess, but, again, yeah. we don't, they're trying to reach another type of market, so, right. <laughs> um, We'll see. We shall see.
Wow, that was a lot of news, actually. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds like you didn't have much of a chance to do any game dev this week. Um, yeah, not not any really. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, I've been having a busy busy couple weeks too, but I I did get some game dev in. It felt pretty rewarding this week. Um, I started adding an element to my game where, um, so I talked about having lumber being in the marketplace. Um, so like when you chop down trees, you get lumber and then you sell it to vendors. And then when they have that market or uh, that, that lumber, that lumber is in the market and it can be used for things. And my thought was that it'd be cool if they started building buildings in your area and they start like encroaching on your space to be able to plant trees, which will limit your amount. That's a really good idea. Yeah, it'll well for one, it limits the time that you're going to be playing a level, um, and it also makes it more challenging as time goes on. So I did get part of that working this week. I got it so that um, the the buildings will start spawning automatically when there's a certain amount of lumber in the market, and then it basically picks a random side to start on, kind of like you know a town. There might be a town that's off screen and so it's just expanding into your forest. And so my next thing I want to do is make it so that all of the next houses kind of spawn somewhat in, a, in clumps. Um, I'm not really sure how I'm going to deal with surrounding trees and stuff. Like maybe that those trees will fall down when a, when a house is near it or something so that they can continue to expand. But one thing I did yesterday that I thought was kind of cool was... Um, you know, in Age of Empires, when you plop down a building and it has like different stages of it being built, like you see it kind of just, you know, boards and barrels and rock around at first, and then it slowly kind of like gets more developed. Um, I yeah. added I added that to the game, which I thought was kind of neat. I only did one building, but when you spawn or when a building spawns, it starts off as being like not, you know, it's just like the foundation and then it like slowly gets constructed and then it's in the game, and it's basically just an obstacle that you can't avoid. You know, you can't plant a tree on it or anything. So um, that's what I worked on this week. Um, the other thing I did actually that was kind of fun was me and Maddie can stream together on uh, Thursday night. Um, nice. Yeah, we played. Uh, we started playing Divinity Two: Original Sin, um, which was awesome because we're doing lone wolf builds, which basically in Divinity you can have up to four people. But if you choose the trait Lone Wolf, um, each player can only have one. So both of us selected Lone Wolf. So instead of a party of two, we have a party of four. Or Sorry, instead of a party of four, we have a party of two. And every time you level up, your points are worth double. So (laughs) yeah, so it's harder because you don't have as much AP as you would with like a full party. But when you hit, you just freaking hit like a tank. Um... So we started that. We actually got a decent way through the first part. And like all the battle scenes, we just like stomped on people. It felt so rewarding. (laughs) (laughs) So Maddie chose a summoner who I guess being a summoner really works well with the the lone lone wolf. wolf Yeah. So he was throwing down uh, these little minions. But also I didn't realize in my other game... um, I'm a summoner as well. And I didn't realize you could stack the totems so much. So there's these little totems you could put down that like shoot things at the enemy. And he was just like mashing them down. And it was just like insane how much he was doing with them. 
Um, and then my guy is like a fighter with a spear um, who's going to just be do a lot of damage but also be kind of tanky, you know. And he he wrecked pretty hard. So anyways, nice. we're, we're going to start trying to do that um, on Thursdays. Um, he figured out how to make it so that um, in OBS, uh, he he like built this little website thing that like hooks into his webcam. And then all I have to do is make another source in the scene in OBS that goes to his website so that his Smart. webcam can show up. Yeah, so that way we don't have to use Skype, um, which was pretty cool. So I got that all hooked up in OBS. And uh, now it's like you, you don't know who the primary streamer is because we got both of our faces right in your face. So <laughs> That's cool. Nice. That sounds like fun, man. Yeah, it is pretty fun. So um what else (laughs) i mean i guess that's it i felt Uh, really busy this week too because i was an idiot and chose like nearly a 500 page book for our next uh (laughs) our next book for the awesome book club but so i read almost 100 pages last week which is just like a lot for me but still like we have three weeks left or something, and I have like 400 pages left. How am I going to finish? Yeah. Well, Sorry about know, that. You just do what you can. I, I, like, to, for me, the best way is if I replace things that I do daily, like if I do that a couple times or, you know, like maybe for a week or two mm-hmm. and just replace that with reading time. Like, right. Then I burn through the book like really quick. Yeah. Like, I've been reading at lunch um, in the mornings, like for breakfast and stuff. Uh, so I kind of try to do that, but it's just a matter of like sneaking it in. And when my evenings are as booked as they are, I almost never get to read at home. So it seems like I get maybe 10 to 15 pages in per day and that needs to step up to like 30. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Reading at home is hard anymore. For me, the biggest uh, thing is just replacing bored downtime with like, instead of flipping on a show for a few minutes mm-hmm. reading, you know, and also like replacing screen time when I'm going to bed with book time. Right. Um, yeah. I like, I kind of try to do that, but the hard part is that like I, when I stream, I, well, I stream a lot, you know, and if I want to keep doing game dev and streaming, that means that like when I'm done, um, you know, me and Alia need our time together. So typically the way that it works is after I'm done streaming, we watch, you know, like planet earth or whatever. And like normally Alia falls asleep in the middle, you know, in the middle of it. And that's my cue to like shut it off, but we have the lights off. So then I don't know, but it's hard. Like we've talked about this a lot this last week, cause we have some ideas in the hopper, but we both just feel like we're at max capacity. Um, yeah. It's been a pretty big stress in my life lately. And of course, like everybody listening, like remembers when we started, it's like I had nothing going on (laughs) (laughs) and now everything is just happening to me at once all the time. So it's like, you know, it's just a matter matter of like, I guess staying just on top of it. It's like, but yeah, man, it's just crazy how everything is just stacked in like this morning, man. It's like, I, 
I realized I edited the podcast last night and I realized that I made a huge mistake. And so I ended up like waking up really early because my back is in a lot of pain. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just fix that right now. <laughs> and, you know, it was nice to get it done and out of the way, but also kind of miserable. I got up at five. So, Oof. wow. Yeah. yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. I was just really tired from working all day yesterday on our house stuff. And then like when I got into bed, <laughs> both of my cats were laying in my spot and they were like so cute and they had my blanket so i kind of like tried to sneak in and i i ended up like having a quarter of a blanket for like most of the night with the cats on top of me (laughs) which was not comfortable and then walter does this thing where every morning at like four to five he just starts screaming basically until i get up and normally i would go into the office where i have my air mattress pumped up but because we have all of that uh all the stuff that we are getting rid of I didn't. Ha- I couldn't get on the air mattress, so I just suffered through and had a terrible night. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm running on fumes today, but it's all good. Um, nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we are kind of getting to a good place to wrap up, unless you got more to. No, that's about it. Um, I have. Oh, I just want to remind everyone we have OMG Jam coming up uh, starting June 29th. We're getting people signing up kind of trickling in but it'd be sweet if you guys aren't already signed up to sign up for that we'd love to play your game um, it's always a fun time so if you want more information about that you can go to our website gamedevsquest.com or go to bit.ly forward slash omg jam 4 that'll bring you right to the itch.io page where you can sign up um, so yeah i'm excited for that make sure you guys are are getting in there and ready sweet I guess that's about it for this week. Uh, we have some challenges we should do, which my challenge yeah. for you is the same. I want you to, how about this? I want you to, um, right now when we're done, I want you to look through your calendar and I want you to put two times this next week to set aside. Um, it could be like 30 minutes each time or an hour or more um, to say, all right, I'm busy during this time. I'm going to work on uh, finishing this, these click team tutorials. All right. Does that work? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. And uh, <laughs> I want you to rewatch Annihilation and bitch less. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, uh, Taylor, I want you to... Um... Jesus. You'd think we'd put some thought into this beforehand, but... Well, I have it easy because you haven't done yours for the last two weeks. <laughs> um, fuck. <laughs> All right. Here's what I want you to do, Taylor. You ready? Yep. You got out your pen? I'm typing. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I'm gone. This is literally me every morning when I'm trying to come up with a daily challenge. (laughs) Uh, Looking around the office, trying to think of a challenge for Taylor. Here's my challenge for you. Here's my challenge for you. I want you to set aside some time, create a list. You know, you you can create a long list, create a short list, and then tighten it down. I want you to create a list of the essential Game Devs Quest resource starter pack. Um, what, are you linking this to me right now? I already I'm have saying, it. I'm saying what I want is for this 
to be in conjunction with like the stuff that we are um, planning on doing with like you know Doctor Argus and all that. Oh, okay, all right. So yeah, like this looks good, but oh, well, fuck you. This is perfect, you little piece of shit. <laughs> Fine. This isn't it. I'm gonna I'm gonna erase this. Thinking of something else. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's going to be a lot of editing. <laughs> That's all right. Here's my challenge to you, Taylor. Mm-hmm. I want you to um, forsake your um, new your self-imposed news embargo. And I want you... You don't have to watch anything, but I want you to follow coverage of tonight's uh, Trump and Kim Jong-un summit. Okay. That's my challenge to you. I will do it. So we can be enraged together. I'm interested in that <laughs> always. I mean, huh? who knows, dude? Maybe they're going to like hug it out and uh Trump will also give up nukes. <laughs> that would be that'd be legit. <laughs> if I wonder if he did if we would instantly get attacked. I have no idea. All right, I'll I'll check it out. <laughs> a weak ass challenge but there it is nonetheless it's all good dude all right what are our links Rhett? um if you guys want to reach out to us do any of that sort of stuff you can hit us up at twitter we are at game devs quest of course you may always send us a letter write us an email we are gdq at airpodcast.com if you want to give us a like on facebook you can do so airpodcast uh, facebook.com uh slash airpodcast um you guys can also um Check out our brand new website, which got links to uh, OMG Jam 4 sign up, as well as uh, some other stuff. That is GameDevsQuest.com. And if you guys uh, feel like you like what we got, want to help support us financially, monetarily, you can go to bit.ly forward slash GDQ hyphen humble and if you buy anything after clicking on that link within 24 hours we get a small portion of whatever you buy and it uh, helps us pursue our goals that we kind of got in the assembly line right now and helps keep the lights on for the podcast Um, leave us a review on itunes your favorite podcast platform of choice otherwise we thank you so much for listening um, and and bearing with us as we weather the drinking water advisory together Nice. I'm Taylor. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, guys. And unless I miss anything, I'm Rhett. Cute ad music. Oh, yeah. <laughs>